This is Amateur Logic, episode 98 for December 15th, 2016. This episode of Amateur Logic was brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in ham radio accessories at MFJEnterprises.com, and by ICOM. Surprise your favorite ham this season with the gift that's on their Santa list. Good evening and welcome to the Christmas edition for 2016 of Amateur Logic. I'm George. I'm Tommy. I'm Peter. I'm Rio. And I'm Mike. And we've got another fun show lined up for you tonight. This one? We've got a full house tonight. We do have a full house. We want to welcome uh, our friend, uh, VE3MIC, Mike, from the Great White North with us tonight. Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. And, uh, yes, it is uh, Great Weight North. Uh, we got about uh, five inches of uh, fresh white stuff on the ground when we woke up this morning. So it's looking a lot like Christmas, that's for sure. Wow, five inches. That's like, what, ten years' worth down here? Yeah. So, well, do you think that'll stay on the ground until Christmas? Uh, I think so. Um, it's been below freezing pretty much, oh, for the past week. Um, it, it'll get maybe a degree or two above freezing during the day, and then at night it's it's below freezing again. Okay. It must be pretty cold. I see you let some of the pets in over there beside you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like a double-barrel Santa Claus hat you have on there? It's it's actually a triple barrel. <laughs> There's another one out the back. Nice. Oh, wow. Very cool. Peter, what's uh, going on in Melbourne uh, this this fine evening. Well, uh, not not a great deal. Weather is down here has been very very mild though, which is nice. So, um, uh, and we're and like like yourselves, we're just winding down after a long year, and uh, looking forward to the Christmas break, which will be great. Okay, uh, email. Are you getting yeah. ready for Papa Noel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're lined up here. The chimneys have uh, been sweet and uh, ready for uh, two-way traffic. And um, you know, I don't know what that snow stuff Mike was talking about is all about. I'm I'm not even sure I understand what he's talking about. But uh, the temperatures like are the, starting to feel like winter here. It's kind of like the mud we have here. It's just white. Oh, mud. Okay, yeah. you, you know that. Think of- Got Think it. of it as like ice cream, but but with the, without the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Not as sweet up here. <laughs> so no. the repo, uh, repo clause going to come see you this year? Absolutely. In okay. fact, I uh, got something to show you in, in regards to that a little bit later. Awesome. Well, Tommy, what's what's been up in your world? Uh, just uh, been kind of tinkering around with some uh, Linux stuff at that around the house a little mm-hmm. bit. What well, a little bit I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been tinkering around with some Arduino stuff. Have you? And I've been, man, I got to tell you, just been having a blast with it. It's like uh, 
Remember when you first started learning to program and fooling with computers? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it just brings those memories back. Yeah, those things are so much fun. I'm, I need to find another Arduino project to get mine yeah. back out. You don't really need much of an excuse, you know. you got a LED and a push button, you're ready to go. That's true. Well, full show tonight, I guess we need to uh, get on with it. We've got a couple of, uh, I don't know if you call them housekeeping announcements, but a, a couple of announcements we want yeah. to make tonight. Uh, those of you who are watching uh, on the live stream, uh, we're streaming in HD tonight, and I believe it's going to keep up okay. We did the last time college this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Internet kept up just fine with it. But now some of you, if you've got limited bandwidth and you're getting some um, dropouts in your video, it's not quite keeping up. On YouTube at the bottom of the window there, there's a, um, I think it looks like a gear, a yeah, little icon you can click button, on. Yeah. yeah, and you can choose uh, whether you want HD or uh you know, 480p, 360p, or whatever resolution you want there, drop down to a little lower number, and it it should uh, pick up just fine. Yeah. We also have some changes coming uh, in the RSS feeds, don't we? Well, that and uh, the, um, the the download episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've made some software changes and improvements. Uh, we are, are actually dropping the size of the files and improving the quality at the same time. Yeah, massive drop in, in the and size. A, a pretty good jump in yeah, quality, and, and they, too. and they look so good, too, man. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be dropping out some of the formats. You know, for years, uh, well, back when we first started doing this, all the video podcasts used to offer several flavors. So we've had uh, uh, an MP4, an HD, uh, a couple of different bit rates of Windows Media Video, and uh, MP3, mm-hmm. well, we, that takes a long time to get all that together, and yeah, it tell delays. Me, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, and it delays getting things posted. Microsoft really doesn't uh, hardly support uh, Windows Media Video anymore, uh, so we're going to drop that format altogether. It shouldn't affect anyone. You should still be able to watch the MP4s on uh, any uh, you know computer probably made in the last. Ten years, yeah, even even think. Raspberry Pis, yeah, play just fine. So yeah. pretty much any computer you're running now yeah. should be good. So uh, I guess what we're getting at, we're, we're going to be down to uh, instead of what six or five or six files we do every month. Six files that we do every yeah. time. Uh, we're going to be releasing the shows in HD. Uh, we're going to also. Continue to release it in an SD format suitable for iPods. Mm-hmm. That's the one that goes to iTunes. Yeah, and it's a it's a MP4 file, H.264 file, so it's good quality. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit lower resolution, so the file size will be a little smaller. And we're going to uh, still be releasing the MP3 for uh, people, you know, listening mm-hmm. to audio podcasts. Yeah. So, if you've got, uh, well, I guess essentially, if you've got the Windows Media video formats that you're using the RSS feed at our site, those will be going away. Yeah, I'm, I'll try to redirect them if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if they cease to get updated, then you go to the site and, and subscribe to one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to do my best to redirect them if I can. Yeah, but the the quality improvement was uh, quite substantial in, in file sizes. Uh, yeah. Big, big change in size. Yeah, it's going to take a big load off of... Uh, 
off of you rendering so many yeah and uploading them and it's going to make the maintenance of the rss feeds a lot easier as well yeah we just ran a test on this the last episode of ham college we streamed it in hd and we used the uh, uh the new software to uh do the video compression all it looks a lot better on roku as well mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yeah so the roku feed will still be there too because i know a lot of yeah, people that, watch that thing. yeah that that won't change it'll just be better quality so uh Better quality across the board, uh, smaller file sizes. You know, it almost sounds like some kind of political promises there. Or something. <laughs> we've got not many emails tonight because we've got a, a good bit of video to go through and uh, some some stuff to give away too. You know, yeah, we quite promised, a few things. Yeah, we promised some Christmas gifts, and uh, well, we've got some. Yeah, we'll be drawn. Guess we're going to deliver. We are going to deliver, and we're going to kind of. Clean out the shack here a little bit at the same time. Yeah, so. yeah, it's getting kind of tight. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. So, Tommy, what have you got over there email-wise tonight? I actually do have an email. This one's actually uh, uh, regarding Ham College, not just Amateur Logic, but uh, and it's, it's really nice to hear. This one's from uh, Jim. He just got his ticket. It says, I want to thank you for your efforts in creating Ham College. It was just the... The general reintroduction to radio and electronics that I needed after so many years from being away from AM radio. I was a novice in the early 60s and never seemed to have the time or budget to pursue a higher class license. Well, after 20 lessons through Ham College and a thorough study of the ARRL Technician Study Guide, I took the exam on November the 19th and checked the ULS today. Uh, on the 1st of December, and there was my new call sign, KG5QNI. I must say that I still look forward to new episodes of Ham College. Thanks again, uh, Jim. Um, so anyway, that's that's great to hear, Jim. We've got a, quite a few emails uh, about people that have gotten their, their We are. And, and you know, we mentioned uh, Ham College there. That's the other show that we do. And it's, it's really been quite successful, uh, yeah, at least as as much as we had hoped, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We hear from so many people that. Yeah, you know, a lot, lot of Ham College graduates. Yep. out there. We've it got is. quite a few emails. We don't always read those. We probably should read more of them uh-huh. on here. But uh, yeah, we get quite a few of those. And when we were in Dayton, we had quite a few people come by and said that they got encouragement from Ham College to to go on and get their ticket. Yeah, Tommy. I you know just looking up here at the monitor. I feel like I'm in a winter wonderland tonight. Yeah. What What is this background we got for this, this show? Is, this is actually uh, a, a yard near my home. Yeah. It's actually only a small portion of it. It's so huge, man. It's like... I saw probably, the video you shot. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like 10 times of what you see right here. Yeah. It's really there. So, I, I was surprised there was anything like that around here. I, I did not know about that. I've still got to go see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I've actually been by there twice already this year. Yeah. So, nice photo, cool. Tommy. I keep forgetting you uh, You still do photography as well, right? Yeah, when I have time. I, I, I enjoy doing that. Nice photo. Well, speaking of making new hams, Peter, what is your segment on tonight? Well, actually, it's funny you're talking about Ham College because it's a good lead into my segment. Um, uh, it's it's really, obviously, you do lots of study and lots of preparation for your exams, but 
sometimes, uh, you know, you need just something a little extra to help you. And that's exam technique. And that's what my, uh, uh, I've got a few tips for you that will help you get a few extra marks uh, when you're sitting your exam. Cool. Well, I wish I would have known about this. Yeah. (laughs) Hello again. A lot of our viewers have been following along at Ham College and soon will be doing their exams in the hope of one day becoming an amateur radio operator. Sometimes, though, the difference between passing and failing can be just a few marks, and that's where knowing some exam technique can make a real difference. I've done many, many exams over the years, everything from university degree exams to language exams, and of course, amateur radio exams. So today, I'm going to give you five simple tips that will help you get a better mark when you do your exams. The first tip is to make sure you get a good night's sleep before the exam and save any partying until after you've passed the exam. You're not going to perform as well in an exam if you have a hangover or if you're really tired. Okay, the exam has started. What should you do? Start with question one and work forward? No. This is where a lot of people trip up. Question one might be really, really hard, and you might spend half an hour just trying to answer it, time that could be better used elsewhere. Instead, here's what you need to do. Quickly read through the exam and mark all the easy questions. That's to say, the questions that you know the answer to. Now, go and answer the questions that you've just marked. It should not take you very long, You will accrue a lot of correct marks very quickly and you'll have lots of time to spend on the harder questions. You've raced through the exam and done the easy questions, but you still need to get some more marks in order to pass the exam. However, the questions that remain are tricky. What can you do to make answering these questions easier? Well, Typically, multiple choice questions have four or more answers, and of course, only one answer is correct. Often, though, there's one or more answers listed that are clearly and recognisably wrong. So, put a line through that answer or otherwise mark it as wrong for your own purposes. You might just put a little dot after it or something. Just make sure that you know that that's a wrong answer and you're you're not going to uh, answer the question with it. Now, instead of there being four potential answers, you now have only three to choose from. And sometimes after careful thinking, you can find another clearly wrong answer. And that just leaves two potential right answers. In some cases, you may not know the correct answers, but you can work it out by a process of elimination because all the other answers are wrong, so the only thing left must be the right answer. The fourth tip is for use in situations where you've only got a couple of minutes left in the exam, but you have a number of questions still unanswered. Panic, panic, you're running out of time. Now this tip should only be used in multiple choice exams where you don't get marks deducted for wrong answers. The tip is to randomly select and mark an answer 
from each of the remaining questions. Why? Well, let's say you have 12 questions left to answer, and each question has four potential answers. That means that if you randomly select an answer for any question, you have a 1 in 4 chance of getting it right. Statistically speaking, the odds are that if you randomly answer 12 questions, and each question has four potential answers, on average you should get three right and nine wrong. That means that you just got three extra marks more than if you had run out of time and not marked anything. On the other hand, if your multiple choice exam has marks deducted for wrong answers, you would pick up three marks for the right answers and lose nine for the wrong ones, a net loss of six marks. So always check whether you lose marks for wrong answers. If you don't, then it's okay to randomly select answers if you've only got a few minutes left. The final tip is the opposite of tip number four. Let's say you finish the exam early and you have 20 minutes left. What should you do? The answer is firstly, go back through the exam paper and make sure that you've answered every question. After this, if you still have time, go back through each question and carefully double check the questions and your answers. Sometimes you may have been in a rush to answer a question and after a second look, you realize that what you thought was uh, an obvious answer was actually a bit more complicated. That's okay, just use your spare time to double check your work and make any corrections as necessary. So let's recap the five tips. Number one, get a good night's sleep. Two, answer the easy questions first. Three, use a process of elimination for harder questions. Four, if you're nearing the last few minutes of the exam, randomly select answers for the remaining questions. And five, if you finish the exam early, use the remaining time to go back and check your answers. If you follow those five tips, I guarantee that you will do better at any multiple choice exam that you do. Good luck. Well, that's some good tips, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few uh, multiple choice exams over the years, and uh, those are tips that you pick up, and uh, they've, they've worked well for me. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, always good to get uh, some tips when you're going to take a test. Any, any shortcuts, you know, I'm all for them, generally. <laughs> you're all for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you really shouldn't see party me. during the exam, Peter? Uh, you're probably not allowed to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't see anything about writing notes on your wrist or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall uh, seeing that, but it doesn't sound like It doesn't sound very kosher, does it? Yeah. I guess if you had them tattooed in there, though, they couldn't say anything about it. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Peter. I'm sure uh, that, that'll help. Uh, if it even helps mm. one more ham, you know. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it can be the difference between passing and failing an exam, just one or two marks. Mm. So if you use your time effectively, which is largely what those tips are about, um, then, uh, you know, you'll you'll have more time to work on those harder questions. Yep. Well, I've got an email here that 
Where did this come from? Ronald Hughes, W5MPY, and he said, George, do you have a source for those little red straws that come taped to the side of cans of lubricant and cleaner? Thanks for all your work on Ham Nation Amateur Logic. Amateur Radio is alive and well in Altus, Oklahoma. AJ5Q on Reflector 66. Cool. Um, yeah, the little red straws, you know, the ones that uh, like like come with your... WD-40 and, and contact cleaner. Contact cleaner. Uh, uh-huh. Pro-Gold. Pro-Gold. Uh, no, I had to answer them. And t- no, I don't know a source for those. I wish I did. And they're not all the same size either. There are some different sizes uh-huh. of straws. Uh, this sounds like a question from Mike, though. Mike, do you know of uh, where you might could come up with some of those straws? That is a very good question. I have never seen them other than on the product themselves. I've never sold. I've seen them sold individually, separately. I haven't either. Yeah, never I think have. the key is don't lose them. Like I, I put like double rubber bands around mm-hmm. them, you know, and and like stick it to the can. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll, they'll pop off of there and and they'll be on their way somewhere. Yeah, that's a. Go ahead, Mike. No, and you're, you are correct. There are a couple of different sizes, it seems, different diameters. That mm-hmm. certainly is. Well, we've got a little message here that, uh, Mike, I think you correspond with this guy. I didn't notice if he's in the chat room tonight or not. I think I've seen him in there before. But it's a little uh, Christmas greeting here. You know this mouse doesn't work worth a flip on my iPad over here. Yeah. <laughs> Since it's connected to my computer up here. Yeah, I'm probably waving it all over the screen. (laughs) Yeah, if the stream quits, it's because... (laughs) It's because I'm trying to click on my iPad. Yeah. All right, let's let's take a look at this. Radio friends, greetings from Finland, land of Santa Claus. Today, it's December 6, 2016. It's uh, Finland's Independence Day. In year 2017, we do have a celebrated uh, 100 years of the independence. So ham radio operators do have uh, some privileges during that year. Some other specialties will appear on the radio waves as well. I will send very warm 73 for every ham radio operators through the world. Oscar Hotel 7 Tango, Teme, Finland. Awesome. You know, we've we've debated on how you pronounce uh, Teme's name before, and I think I've got it right once or twice. Yeah? Yeah. Do you do it different every time? Uh, yeah, you Mostly. know, spelled T-E-M-E. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I think we've gotten pretty close, Yeah. you know, a number of times. But I did learn something else there that I'm not pronouncing right. You know, at Amateur Logic, we, we spent the last 11 years teaching people all over the world how to mispronounce common English words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, That's what we do. I noticed the first thing he said there is greetings from the land of Santa Claus. Yeah. We've been getting that wrong, apparently. Tr- oh, true. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll do it again, too. Oh, given a (laughs) half a chance? Yeah. Well, we'll be back in just a moment, but first let's get a message from one of our sponsors, MFJ. 
When you've got multiple pieces of gear that operate at the same voltage, it often makes more sense to power them from one large power supply rather than several smaller ones. How can you connect this gear together safely using Anderson Power Pole connectors? MFJ's got more solutions than anyone else. The MFJ1106 is an inexpensive, compact, low-profiled, unfused DC distribution platform with seven Anderson power pole connectors, all connected in parallel, permitting one DC input to be shared by six DC outputs. Any connector may be used as input or output, and the total current carrying capacity is 30 amps. The MFJ1104 is a 1-in, 3-out power pole splitter rated at 30 amps total. Each output is fused to protect your gear at 5, 10, and 25 amps. The MFJ1124 combines four sets of power pole connectors with two sets of high current bonding posts for 40 amps total. The power pole connectors and bonding posts are each rated at 35 amps. You use the supplied 25, 10, 5, and 1 amp fuses in any order you prefer. The MFJ1126 is a 40 amp power capacity splitter that features 8 sets of 35 amp power pole connectors with multiple 25, 10, 5, and 1 amp fuses. Three of the outputs are unswitched and four are switched with the front panel rocker switch. Plus, you get a 0 to 25 voltmeter for added confidence. The MFJ1128 steps it up a notch with 12 sets of Anderson power pole connectors. Three are unswitched, and nine are switched. The MFJ1129 offers the ultimate in flexibility with seven sets of power pole connectors, three sets of five-way bonding posts, seven switched outlets, and the input voltmeter. No matter what your needs are, MFJ's got the solution. Visit MFJEnterprises.com today. Well, email. what what kind of cheap stuff have you been working on down there recently? Well, in the spirit, in the true spirit of amateur logic, and I, and I mean that literally, I uh, had a need in the shack to dedicate a certain type of antenna because I got tired of switching and having switch networks and everything and i said okay enough is enough so i put all my uh brain cells together all two of them and uh came up with this segment okay awesome it it sounds uh, almost incriminating yeah (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to another episode of cheap old man minutes in this project, I made a J-pole antenna that I can hang from my trees with some basic calculation knowledge off the internet and some inspiration from uh, KT4QW and KG0ZZ and some basic supplies that you can get anywhere. I had a need in my shack to dedicate an antenna to a particular band and scaled one and uh, put it together and uh, worked out great and you can use these plans for the same on your end. So uh, this is the results. Hello George, Peter, and Tommy. Here you can see my um, TJ pole with this uh, PVC support system and feed system that goes up to uh, allow me to hang this up into the trees. And 
one's hard to see, there you go. So there it is. There it is in this uh, in this tree. It's kind of hard to see here, but just to give you a scale, uh, the long side of this conductor or this uh, J hole is about 36 feet. So there's a challenge. Let me know uh, if you figured out what this is, uh, what band it's for, and why it's so big as a J pole or tall. The majority of the work here is getting the uh, feed point uh, and the shape to remain. And that shape of that J, but the uh, feed point is where all the work is. You can see here I have the uh, uh, body, a conduit body, some PVC that the uh, conductor goes through, and it's THHN, and the uh, joint here is uh, soldered, uh, wrapped pretty good, and then uh, sealed with the seal tape. And uh, you can see they are uniform. Um, now most of these J-poles are built with you know maybe some elements uh, metal elements or tube tubing uh, the reason I chose wire for this one is the length of this particular one so I wanted to hang it from the tree so I can hoist it up there um, the actual uh, conduit body has the uh, connector screwed into the bottom of it which I'm going to seal up with some non-conductive foam and uh, so water doesn't get in even though it is pointing down towards the ground you still want to seal that up and this uh, the wires are in there so it's mechanically sound there's no real stress on this feed point piece here but it is a part of the structure to keep the distance between um, the wires here on the J-pole which I've learned is not that critical actually even though I did do it to scale using the calculations the distance between these conductors here are not that uh, critical from what I from what I learned and so far the antenna is performing um, right where I wanted it to so it looks like it worked um, as far as that goes but anyway this is the TJ pole Was that the email homebrew uh, two-tone test generator? <laughs> Did you like that, Mike? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that, that's pretty wild. The man didn't even waste money on an oscillator. Yeah. Why do that when it's right here, you know? Boo! That's it. <laughs> that's it. You got it down, man. So, you, got it. you said how many feet? 36 feet. 36. Does that sound familiar? 17 meters. Mm-mm. Full wavelength, 36 feet. Oh, full wavelength. Full yeah, wavelength. That's, uh... Oh, hang on. Six meter band? Not six meters. No. Around the 27 megahertz range. Ooh. Oh, 10 meters. Oh, See, yeah. it's actually 11 meters. Six. What? You're not one of them. You can't beers, use. You, you can't string it's those two letters together. I, I have the radio in my shack, <laughs> and I and I kept switching antennas to it. And I said, "Enough is enough." So I finally put the chicken band antenna up and dedicated that rig to it. And said, "That's it." But wow. again, that plan can be scaled to any band. It's just that's the one I picked. Oh, wow! Well, but 
I he never, been, I never would have guessed that. No, he built the antenna for that one. He must have been listening to Wayne or something. Yeah, you know, maybe he, he's talking to Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how does it work, or or can you tell us? Oh yeah, it does. It works very well. You know, I, I live um, where three interstates meet and join, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of traffic, and I've uh, I've actually talked to several people. Pretty. Uh, you know, far out as far as CB goes. I mean, it's only four watts, but uh, it works very well. How many so. times have you ID'd on there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I've not ID'd yet. I, I do have another uh, call. You know, when I first started, uh, the handle, as they call it, right, uh, way back then was uh, Mojo Man, which is modulation, right? Oh. <laughs> so, let's see. Then by est- estimates... I could have one of those for 80 meters if I had maybe um, what, a 230, 240-foot <laughs> tree. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to use elements for that. And you know, it's so funny you say that, George, but that's why I used it. I was trying to think, let's see, 36 feet. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I did it out of THHN, which does affect the velocity factor you use when you calculate it. So check out those calculations on oh, wow. the, uh, the the plans there. Okay. He actually did some ciphering. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. I, I've never seen anybody do that with a you know, HF antenna before. No. I'm sure there's some out there. I haven't seen it, though. But it was cheap, so it's right on target. Yep. <laughs> yep. You still live up to the hype, Emil, every time, brother. There you go. Every time, brother. You know, and he just kind of like capped it off with the oscillator there at the end, too. Heck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emil, you've got a, a little QSL card here that uh, you you mentioned you were going to show us tonight. And if I can yeah. get to it. You know, um, my, my kids uh, know uh, around the house here at this time of season, uh, this time of year especially, that uh, the chimney... Is definitely a two-way street. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, if you notice all the stuff on the on the right-hand side of this picture here, um, these are things that are usually in the outbound direction um, mm-hmm. to you know certain locations, and then the stuff on the left is definitely on the inbound. So, uh, you know, you ever wonder why Santa's sack is always bulging with all of those presents? You know, it's there's it's a two-way street for sure, and. Uh, uh, Repo Clause has quite the um, reputation here. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not, but uh, hey, it keeps the landfills clean, right? Yeah, and it keeps the uh, projects coming, yes. What is that PDA that's at the top of that card? Is that an <laughs> Apple Newton, or is that one of those sharp Z- ZDA things? Uh, I have no idea oh, what that is. That looks like an Apple Newton. I have one of those still. Yeah, I've got one of those sharp. I think it's called a ZDA, um, big giant PDA mm-hmm. tablet. You remember those things? It's like that. It's like that big. Yeah, it was, it was awesome at the time. Yeah, I still got I it. Open to cash in. Well, on, well, on eBay with my original uh, Newton Message Pad One. Um, yeah, they're going. But uh, it's I'm gonna have to hang on to it for about another forty years. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> come back around in style one day. They're gonna be a hot item. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you big guys, you know, we normally put out milk and cookies and things. You know, don't don't 
leave your old electronics just uh, <laughs> hidden away in a dusty closet somewhere. Put them out there, and you'll be surprised at what happens. Repo hmm. clause? Repo, Repo clause. clause. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, while Bill, you would, you would clean up here. Uh, in Ontario, we have a, a stewardship pro, uh, pro, uh, program in place. So we pay a levy on every uh, new electronic pro- product that we buy, and it's supposed to cover the cost of the uh, electronic waste. So it's supposed to be uh, responsibly uh, recovered. But they have these little green bins just at you know sporadic uh, businesses, and you just drop your unwanted electronics off in these bins, and then they get collected eventually and and recycled responsibly. Yeah, you can nice. you can do that at the Best Buy here. Oh, they take the uh, the old uh, electronics back. Yeah, you, there's a place out right when you walk in the front door. You can drop different things in there, and then even some of the bigger things they'll take them if you set them to the side. Yep. Nice. Or they can end up as uh, uh, projects of the future here in the shop. Yeah, it depends on who's looking when you walk yeah. through there. You've got Jim and uh, <laughs> well Christmas here for the last few years. You've had some kind of Christmas hijinks for us, and and you got a couple of nights. Kind of set this first one up for us, or if you want to, or you just want to play it. Just uh, let it rip, and um, I, I don't think it needs any introduction, actually, either one of them, for that matter. Okay. Well, let's have a look, then. Let it rip. Y'all sing along. <laughs> Peter, feel free to sing along. Uh, I'll pass with that. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody knows a junk box full of salvage parts. <laughs> Is that rock and right? <laughs> and it's calm approved, too. <laughs> I'm going to get my fire extinguisher. <laughs> Tiny parts. <laughs> I, I sure hope that uh, we've still got that disclaimer. Do not try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> Keep watching. I don't hear any singing. We keep we're waiting for Rock and Ray. <laughs> it looks like he's making s'mores. <laughs> well, I can just smell the rosin now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eye on the prize. <laughs> I wish I would have had a little bit more time to work on that, uh, George. <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't do so hot on the transitions. Oh. <laughs> 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 
should have sang that. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know the words. They're right there. <laughs> it's on the bottom of the screen. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> uh oh. It was rocking. There it went. <laughs> oh. Better wear long pants. <laughs> Very wise advice. Yeah. That that was and, great. In the uh, Jimmy did have a disclaimer: Do not try this at home. Yes, and, and that good advice. Disclaimer is also in the credits of every show we do. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you you were looking uh, for something to come up with for Christmas. I think you know that really just kind of put a warm spot in all our hearts there. As a matter of fact, Jimmy Jimmy certainly ignited the spirit again for us. So (laughs) that's a classic, man. There's a certain irony that the warmth comes down from such a cold country. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much else we can say about that. I mean, that just speaks for itself. Yeah, somebody on there was asking how Jimmy's doing these days. KC five KWZ is. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's been on the radio a little bit. I talked to him. I think it was last week, yeah. a couple of times at least. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's still out there. He, um, he's I still think pretty he's really heavy. getting into programming. Yeah, right he's still now. really heavy into programming stuff right at the moment. Yeah, but he's he says he's uh, working back in trying to get more active again. Yeah, he'll come, he'll come full circle. He just oh, yeah, kind of does will. that. He kind of he like will. you know he he always he'll comes back, back home to am radio stuff. Yeah. Well. Tell you what, let's take a break here, get a message from ICOM, and we'll be right back with uh, some more fun. Okay. Tis the season. The holidays are here. Surprise your favorite ham this season with the gift that's on their Santa list. The holidays are just around the corner, and ICOM has an array of radios to fill your stockings and place under the tree. Just arrived for the holidays, the ID51A Plus 2 provides new models for extended D-Star coverage. Available in five colors, the ID51A Plus 2 is the perfect stocking stuffer. Terminal and access mode, send and receive text messages and pictures, DV fast data mode, and easy FM repeater settings. Ideas for the contest are on the go? Try the IC7300. It's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design. The real fun starts here. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Push performance to the pinnacle with the IC7600. Following in the footsteps of ICOM's flagship radio, the IC7600 has an intuitive operation and the latest DSP technologies. Digital IF filter, dual DSP, 5.8-inch ultra-wide TFT display, and high-resolution real-time spectrum scope. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all the great ICOM radios. Nice looking HTs yeah, there, Tom. Yeah, those are the new ones. I like the little camo patterns in there. Yeah. Need to talk to Uncle Ray about getting one of those to show yeah. play around with on the show. Okay, well, what have you got for us this month? I know you've uh, you've got some old yeah hardware. I, I had a la- we had a laptop. My uh-huh. wife gave it to a friend that uh-huh. needed it for school teaching. Well, it died. 
she sent it back to me to repair, and it wasn't worth the money to fix it. Mm-hmm. It's stuff to put windows. She didn't have the install, so I'm recycling it this time. If you remember a few months ago, I read an email from one of our viewers and friends uh, named Rude. R P A 3 R W, I believe, is his call sign, if I remember right. Anyway, he told us about a Linux distro called Shackbox. So I thought I'd give it a try. I mentioned I, I was interested in it, and I've kind of acquired an old laptop that used to be my wife's, and she gave it to a friend, and, and it died. The hard drive died, so today we're going to revive it and install the distro on it, and then in the subsequent uh, segment, we'll go through the, the uh, Shackbox distro and see what's pretty cool about it. It looks like the guy did a really nice job setting it up. So some of this may be uh, old school for you guys, but there are a lot of guys that aren't comfortable in opening up the laptop and replacing a hard drive. Um, but we're going to go ahead and go through that and go through the steps. And uh, I downloaded the distro from uh, Shackbox URL right here and burned it to a DVD, and we'll install that. So let's uh, get started. I'm going to go ahead and unplug the power. I have the uh, power supply hooked up to the laptop, so I'll just unplug it, hang it over here out of the way for the moment. And let's flip over the hard drive where the the uh, drive is. I believe, if I remember right, it's under this box right here. just takes a couple of Phillips head screws. Uh, look at your manual for your old laptop that you're wanting to work on, and it'll usually tell you where it is. Usually it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where the hard drive is in there anyway, and they're usually pretty easy to replace. So let's go ahead and do that. And in this one, it looks like we just need this little small Phillips head screwdriver. So let's go ahead and do that. And before anybody says anything about not having a grounding strap, I live in the south. It's super humid, and it's an old laptop, and I'm not that worried about it anyway. But... If you live in a dry area and you're prone to static, definitely ground yourself. Yep, and there it is. Okay, so let's see if we can get it out of here. And this one's pretty easy. It just pulls right out. Got a little strap on it. And what we need to look at is the interface. This one has these two edge connectors. This means this is a serial ATA drive. Well, over the years, I've saved old hard drives from upgrading my own gear, uh, laptops that have died, uh, some of them at work, they were throwing away various things. And so I've got three portable cases that I've been using them in. And I wrote down what they are, the sizes of them, what and the interface. This is a 250 gig serial ATA right here. I think that's what I'm going to need to use. Let's look and see what else we've got. 60 gig ATA. This is very old school right here. I'll be lucky if I ever find anything that will take that thing. And then in this one, I've got a 500 gig serial ATA. So either this one or the 250 will work. And since this is just a Linux box I'm going to play around with, we'll put the smaller 250 in there. So we're going to need to put this mounting piece on, this cage, that's around the drive so it'll fit right back in where it came from.
So let's go ahead and take it off. It, again, it takes Phillips head screws. Always pay close attention to the orientation of things. The edge connectors are on this end and the gold pl plates are down. So and be careful with your screws. I'll lay that one there. I'm really looking forward to checking out the distro. Uh, the, you can, if you don't want to uh, format a drive and put and mount it permanently in there, or install it permanently rather, you can actually boot from that CD and play around with it. So it's uh, it's called a live boot CD, and it allows you to tinker around with it without doing any destruction. So I'm going to leave that sitting in there for the moment until I remove my drive I want to use from this case. And we'll do the same thing. And I know this is probably dangerous to lay this across here, but I don't have a lot of room. Just be careful that your screws don't fall down into your laptop if you take the dangerous way out like I did. I pull it out, and this one is easy. It just slides right onto the edge connector. So it's that simple. So I'll put this back in. Put the two screws back in so that I won't lose them, and I can reuse that case at a later time. Now if that's done, let's put the other drive into the case, or into the little frame, so we can mount it into the computer. So I'll take, take the disc out of the little case. I'll, again, pay attention to the orientation. Goes out just like that. This one goes in the exact same way. Make sure your holes are lined up and you're good to go. So let's plug it back in. We'll put it back around the same way. I think this should have been at the top when I put it in last time. That way we have the, the little ribbon to pull it back out if we ever need to remove it again. And we'll put the cover back on and the screws back in and then we can power it up. I'll go ahead and plug the power back in. The computer holds a charge, but I don't remember the battery ever being that strong in it, so we'll go ahead and plug it in just to be safe. <clears throat> now, when we boot it up, it's not going to come up to any operating system because there's not one on that drive. It was used for my Mac for some storage at one point. I haven't used it in years, and I'm just going to wipe everything off of it. So let's power up. When the power comes up, let's go ahead and open up the CD drive and put our bootable drive in. As I said, I already downloaded the ISO file, which is basically a, a DVD image. It took quite a while, it was four gigs, and I burned it using my utility on my computer uh, to this blank disc, blank DVD disc. Now you'll have to follow your instructions with your computer. You know, you're, you may use a Mac, you may be using a Windows box, or whatever so your software may be different than mine so I didn't show that step um, but it's it's a lot of information out there on accomplishing that 
Okay, so it says there's no bootable disc in here. Like I said, there's no operating system on it. I did put the CD in, as you saw, so let's reboot. Control-Alt-Delete. When the menu comes up on this laptop, if you hit F12, you can see down here, hit F12, and it'll go into the boot menu. And we can choose what we want to boot from. So I'm going to pick CD and DVD. All right, so it booted up to the CD. It came up to a menu, uh, live boot, um, boot in safe graphics mode, install, run a memory test, or HD boot from the hard disk. I'm going to go ahead and do install. While that's booting up, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the nice reflection of my ceiling fan up there. Uh, at least I don't have the light running, but this old computer doesn't have a video out that I can actually capture with any of my gear, so I don't really have much of a choice on this one. Okay, we came back up to the installer. One thing we need to do is make sure that this keyboard is showing English if you're in the U.S., or if it's French or other be sure you pick the right one. Otherwise, when you type in the password in a moment, it's not going to recognize it. So I changed mine to English. I'm going to go ahead and run this installer. And the password default one is 12345678. We will change that password probably in the next segment uh, because you don't want to leave any default high-level passwords like that. Uh, it's asking for if we English, and yes, we are English. And prepare to install. We're not connected to the internet, but I think I'm going to need to have it on the hard drive before I do that. And we are plugged into a power source. So let's go ahead and run through it, and then we'll configure the networking later. Erase the disk and install Slackbox is one of the options. That's what we want to do. You could encrypt it or use Logical Volume Manager. We don't want to do that here, so let's just continue. Starting up the partitioner. So I know there's one partition on here that I used for my Mac. I'll check my time zone. I'm in the central time zone right here. Continue. And keyboard is, again is US. Who am I? I am Tommy. And this is Shackbox. Good enough. And my username will be Tommy, and I'll type in a top secret password. Top secret password entered. Require my password to log in, yes. Alright, now we're copying files to the disk. Looks so far pretty easy. Took a little while, it was copying files, and it would set installing system for just a moment. Now the screen went black, so I'm assuming it's installing the drivers. Hopefully it's going to come back up here in just a moment. Installation has finished. You can continue testing Checkbox Premium now, but until you restart any 
your computer, any changes you make or documents you save will not be preserved. So let's go ahead and restart it. And we'll take this disk out. Well, you can see installing the hard drive or upgrading the hard drive on your laptop is a pretty easy process. Depending on your laptop, of course. It takes a very minimal set of tools. Uh, we downloaded a free operating system that we're going to have to learn and set up and everything. And we'll go through that some together. Um, anyway, don't be scared to get those old computers out. If you got a friend that's going to throw one away, grab it. And you may be able to get a cheap hard drive off of eBay or whatever and bring that thing back to life. Uh, a lot of good hardware to be had out there for free or, or next to free. And uh, we'll continue on with this uh, coming up here pretty soon. 73. A good use of an old laptop. Yeah, be sure to be tossing it in the trash can. Yeah, someone was asking there in the chat room, how long did it take? Do you know? Uh, what, to do all that? Yeah. Well, actually, I could have probably done the whole thing in about 30 or 40 minutes. Hmm. But because I shot, was shooting yeah. it and it started stopped, I probably was in there a couple of hours. Yeah. Piddling, you know, kind of piddling, getting things set up and everything. But it was easy. And, and and I know it was kind of an easy project, but you'd be surprised how many people, when something simple like that goes bad, and they throw the computer away yeah. or, or give it to, to Repo Claws. <laughs> or, or Repo Claws just takes it. Or Repo Claws just takes it. Yeah. So, and a lot way, of times it's the hard drive that fails on those because it's one of the few me mechanical moving parts in there and, uh, even if you don't have a, a spare hard drive kicking around, uh, the solid state drives, um, 256 uh, gig drives are less than 100 bucks now. Yeah. And uh, you'll, you'll turn that uh, that old laptop into a rocket just by uh, putting an SSD drive in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to looking to uh, playing with the distro that I put on there. Somebody recommended that. Mm -hmm. I wrote it in, in an email, and uh, it's it's got a lot of ham stuff. Really? There already. I, I had a, I played with it a little after, and I had a little trouble. Uh, the the repositories or something aren't right or something because I can't get the updates mm -hmm. to go to get my wireless driver on. So I've got to work on that. But um, anyway, I, I plan on carrying on with it and, and showing the rest of the distro. Cool. Uh, it looks real interesting. So yeah, it does. I'll be interested to see what you know what all you can do with it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got some cool stuff. You're going to be surprised at one of them, but I'm going to wait to show you. I was pretty pretty surprised at one of the really? things I saw. Okay, on cool. Now, that sounds intriguing. Yeah. Well, Peter, you've got an uh, email for us tonight, don't you? I do indeed. Uh, I've got an email here from Patrick, VE6PRM in Alberta, Canada. Uh, it was a fairly long email, but this is a quick summary. Uh, he's included a picture of his... Oh, gosh. Oh, his first amateur rig from 1972, a WS number 52, which apparently is in the left of the picture. I'm sure that uh, uh, George will put that in post-editing. Uh, read the vintage radio segment. Um, sorry, he's currently got an ICOM IC7100 uh, and an MFJ antenna tuner. And he says, read the, the vintage radio segment that I did recently. Uh, a little contact cleaner will uh, fix the potentiometers, but remember to discharge the electrolytic capacitors first, as they can give a nasty shock. That's very good advice. Uh, he uses a 100-ohm, 10-watt uh, ballast resistor on a jumper cable uh, grounded to the chassis uh, to safely perform that task. Yes, yeah, so uh, very good advice there. Uh, thanks very much, Patrick. 
Yeah, thanks, Patrick. That does sound like a good idea. Um, well, getting back to the festive spirit here of the season, Mike, you've got well, you've got one more karaoke here for us, don't you? All right, <laughs> I do, and I think uh, I think you might be surprised who did this one. Yeah, and you know, let, let me just say that um, these are kind of inside jokes. You've got to kind of have watched the shows for a while to to really get the full impact of yeah so this one's emil's turn to sing, sing <laughs> uh yeah what? okay yeah email sing along <laughs> with us okay <laughs> You two remind me. Remember uh, the Carol Burnett show, and when Tim Conway and um, uh, who was the other fellow? That Harvey Corman. Yeah, um, was it Corman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to get each other going, <laughs> and it was contagious laughter. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, there's a Christmas karaoke right there yeah. from a blooper. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. That was that was a funny blooper though, man. It was. was. Yeah, well, I was going to say you'd have to have been here, but I think if you saw the blooper, well, maybe yeah. we ought to maybe we ought to paste it in the release. Yeah, I'm not if I can find it anymore. Well, yeah. I did. No, I didn't. Mike had that. He had it in his secret stash of okay. weapons to be used against us in the future, I think. <laughs> I may have it. And you were talking about this little button over here. That's how you would access yeah, those, little, isn't it? Yeah, the little round one. This mm-hmm. this is uh, actually two functions. If you tap that thing, this actually allows you to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even realize I was saying that, obviously. Oh, I didn't for about <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> and then... Within uh, a couple of seconds of me figuring it out, I think you did too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and for the uninitiated, you have to go to the UrbanDictionary.com site to figure out uh, what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now, now you know, guys, you have that thing that you're about to hit right there in between y'all, and I noticed, uh, George, you're always tapping that thing. Well, yes, I am, but you, you can't see it. It's I can't see it. That's right. <laughs> I know you hear it sometime, though. 
Well, Mike, uh, thanks for that. That's uh, truly going to be another one of those holiday classics from the show here. Oh, yeah. People are going to be singing along to those for Christmases to come, (laughs) man. Yeah. I can just hear it now, and it kind of makes me a little bit sick to the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to be back in um, just a moment because, well, we've got more to go. Uh, A fair amount. Oh, it's going to be a long show. At the end of each month, it's Amateurologics Ham College, the new show for those new to the hobby and those wanting to get into amateur radio. Which of the following is a purpose of the amateur radio service as stated in the FCC rules and regulations? That inductor and capacitor form a tuned circuit. That's how you tune the radio to the frequency that you want. The English language. We lived in town. I liked it. I, I listened to mine a lot. It was really cool because you didn't have to have a battery to power yeah. There's our homemade telegraph station. We can use it for long-distance communications. Oh, like, uh, what, three feet yeah, here? across the table. The answer is B. Voltage was named after Italian physicist Alessandro Volta. We can see we're generating a little bit of electricity there. It's DC. It's always great to go back and get a refresher. It sure is. A lot of that stuff, if you've been a ham for a while like we have, you you don't really think about a lot of that stuff that often. They didn't have electric screwdrivers in those days, so that's why we're not using ones. That's why we went primitive with it. So let's see if we can hear anything when we we fire off our spark gap transmitter. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't build anything or blow up anything today, but... Um, the night's still young. We're ready oh, to go, guys. Ready to go. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike, you've got another Christmas greeting here that a, a friend sent to us. We we do. Um, and actually, I think, John, yeah, John's still in the chat room. Oh, is he? John's from Coney Island, and uh, as I was mentioning earlier, John was, uh, was up in the area just a couple of days ago, and... Uh, I bet you he's glad to be home now because we got hit with snow squalls. But, uh, yeah, that's John, K2BAG, uh, who's, uh, he was in uh, Coney Island, New York. And uh, we, we, we text each other. I don't think we've ever uh, talked on the radio or on Skype or anything, but uh, we've sent a lot of uh, text correspondence back and forth uh, over, the, over the last couple of years, that's for sure. Thanks for sending that in, John. Yeah, that looks... Uh that looks pretty nice, but it's already looking cold. Mm-hmm. I guess it, maybe it is kind of cool up there. It just just got to be winter weather here in the last couple of days where we are. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty warm. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, John's working on a project, and I um, actually I'm working on the same project. He's a little ahead of me. Um, I don't know if you've 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 heard about these these little. Uh, Bidex 40, uh, yeah. uh, they're mm-hmm. a 40 meter uh, SSB board. They're all ready assembled. The only thing you have to do is, and, and of course they include all the connectors. Um, the only thing you have to supply is, uh, is obviously an enclosure power and, um, it's a, it's a great little board. I mean, uh, with that little heat sink, it'll, it'll, uh, provide about uh, five Watts PEP and uh, there's all kinds of mods. If you uh, go on the Yahoo group for, uh, I think it's the BitX20, actually, uh, Yahoo group, um, there's all kinds of uh, information about it. And uh, it's it's like $45 uh, with uh, free shipping. So I, I, I couldn't even, I, I don't think I could even gather up the parts and uh, 
to to uh, to put the board together myself uh, for that. So uh, it's a great deal and it's a great little project. And uh, incidentally, I think John's serial number was like eight. It differed by eight. So we order ours or at the same time and. I think my serial number is eight eight uh, digits high, or eight number uh, number higher than uh, than his. But uh, also, John, uh, his enclosure. I, I just bought a an aluminum enclosure, but John actually uh, got creative and took uh, double sided uh, uh, printed circuit board material, cut mm-hmm. it out, and um, and uh, put the edges up to each other, and then soldered soldered it oh, into man. a box and. Um, we're gonna have to uh, twist uh, John's arm to uh, to post that on the uh, on the on the Google Plus site um, because it uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, do that, John. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that would be neat. I've done that, taking the PC boards and uh, soldering them together, and making a box before. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it looks great if you do it right. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, it should make a pretty substantial box too. Oh Pretty yeah, well, very well shielded. Yeah, very substantial, very well shielded. Yeah, I almost want to put a, a coating of clear lacquer on it because uh, uh, John sent me a picture of it. In and being new copper, it's it's very shiny, very nice looking, mm-hmm. and uh, of course that'll tarnish over time if you don't protect it. But oh, yeah. uh, it'd be nice to put a, a clear coat of lacquer on it to keep that nice bright copper color. Yeah, and I thought about that when I I did mine, but I. I didn't did. do it, and it's got green fingerprints all over it now. So, well, that's that's its own special look. Yep, <laughs> camouflage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with it being the holiday season, I wanted to do something this month that would maybe help a few folks out with their uh, Christmas gift giving. You know, it's that time of year again when you might be looking for some gifts for your ham buddies. And I've got a few suggestions here that I thought I would share with you. Some useful hand tools and some pretty good values as well. First up is this Evertech EV-TL230PA BNC crimp connector tool. It works for RG6, RG58, RG59, RG5, RG62, RG6, RG21, 140, 141, and 142. So it covers a lot of different cables. This one is, this one feels real rugged. And while it's not very expensive, I think it probably will work as well for you as a high cost name brand tool. You can find this at Amazon for just $17.88. If you do any work with BNC connectors, this is exactly the tool you want at a good price. Next up, we've got another crimper here. You can tell this is a cheaper one. Metal's not quite as high quality. This one's for doing spade lugs or ring terminals, that type of connector. There's three different sizes that will accommodate most of your standard connectors. This one, it ratchets. It works it's worked okay with uh, crimp terminals. I wouldn't say this is the highest quality tool around, but for crimping spade lugs, it, it does work pretty good. It's got a good price on it, too. You can find this uh, Harbor Freight Central Forge 9740 Ratcheting Crimping Tool, 
Now, I bought this one when it was on sale. I don't remember the price now. I think it was $9.99. So, uh, might watch for that when it comes on sale at Harbor Freight. Might want to pick that up. Screwdrivers can be quite pricey. Or you can get cheap ones if you want. They don't last very long. These are a couple of Exolite here. They've gotten kind of old now, and the shoulders are getting rounded off a little bit. A bad screwdriver can ruin your tape because it's going to strip the heads out on whatever you're trying to work with or not be able to unscrew that uh, really tight screw. Rather than use regular screwdrivers like this, I really like to use these quarter-inch magnetic bit screwdriver handles. Now, this is the type of bit like you would use with an electric drill. You just stick it in there. Well, if you can find a screwdriver like this, there's a lot of different bits you can get. I normally uh, buy them in the box here from Lowe's or Home Depot. And what you've got here is a, a permanently good screwdriver because if you round off the shoulders on that bit, and you eventually will, just throw it away and stick a new one in it for, you know, not much money at all. You can also get a lot of different type of bits for it. These are some security bits here, uh, star drivers, hex drivers, just all kinds of different weird screws that uh, you'll run across. You can pick these up at a lot of different places. I don't remember where I got these here. But the main thing is it's hard to find these handles these days. I don't know why, but they don't have them much anymore. They've got these four-in-one uh, type of screwdrivers where you can reverse it, but they won't hold those magnetic bits like this. So I finally came up with one. You can find it at a reasonable price. Uh, Sears has one, a Craftsman Model 43373, quarter-inch magnetic bit screwdriver handle, $5.98. Now, you know, that might seem like, well, that's a good deal for a Craftsman too. Think of it as the only screwdriver handle you'll probably ever need to buy. Then just replace the bits. Now here's a tool I found indispensable at times. This is an Exolite XL75 ratchet offset screwdriver. It comes with um, a couple of Phillips head bits, a couple of flat heads. Insert the bit. Now this is not the same as those magnetic bits, although it's quarter inch drive. These actually snap in rather than being magnetic. You turn it, and it works like a ratchet. So in those tight spots where you can't get a regular screwdriver in there, this thing will fit and let you work in those tight areas. Now, these are not real cheap. You know, you think Amazon's got the best price on everything, but no, that's not always the case. You can find the Exolite XL75 uh, at Amazon for $35.52. However, you can find it at a place I like to shop, mcmelectronics.com, for $22.49. That's $10 less. Now, you might be a cheapskate and say, no, that's, uh, that's more than I want to spend on my ham buddy for Christmas. Well, I've got another solution for you. Now, this is not as good, but it does work. This came from Harbor Freight. It's their version of a ratcheting screwdriver. 
comes with uh, a few different sizes of bits but it does work with those magnetic bits so you can pretty much put anything you want to in there got a little lever here you flip for which direction you need to go works just like the exolite one that I showed you a minute ago it won't work in quite as tight of areas because it's got that knob on the back there but still two dollars and ninety nine cents you know it really wouldn't hurt to have one of these in your toolbox it's not the uh, best made tool in the world but could get you out of a jam sometime next I've got one of my favorites here and you've seen me use this over the years I've had this for oh I don't know how long 20 years now this is a uh, Nico N-E-I-K-O 02612A hole punch kit now, I've broken off one of the insulators on the handle here but doesn't matter I don't use it with electricity now, this is a hole punch kit where you've got a set of dies in here you can use it with uh, thin sheet metal or aluminum it just allows you to punch a really clean hole into a piece of metal or it'll actually punch other stuff too, plastics. It's a great way to punch a clean hole into a thin piece of metal. Now, you can use drill bits and they work, but you know, it's a little bit more difficult to use a drill bit. If you need to punch a hole that say anywhere from 330 seconds to 930 seconds, this comes with seven different sizes of dies here. You can find this, no, not $100, no, not $75, $30.11 at Amazon. I highly recommend these. If you do much building, it'll save you that much in time alone. Another tool that you're probably going to need, especially with surface mount stuff these days, is uh, some tweezers. And I've got several different kinds here. These, I don't remember where I bought them from. It was uh, probably some electronics dealer like MCM, Parts Express, uh, maybe even a surplus dealer. But, you know, they're good quality tweezers. Now, if you look at this one right here, it's got ridges in here, so it grips that part and holds onto it really good. If you go to Harbor Freight, you'll find you can buy a pack of multiple tweezers for only $5.99. Unfortunately, uh, these are pretty much junk. <laughs> I can't get them to hold anything. Everything I, I try to grip with them slips right out. So uh, Harbor Freight tweezers, I don't know. They don't work for me. Now here's something we just looked at recently. Calipers. Uh, digital electronic calipers. This set will allow you to switch between inches or millimeters. It's a great way to measure anything you need to measure the width of or depth of. And, you know, it'll save you a lot of time and uh, save you from making a lot of mistakes. It's just a lot easier to work with. And these things have gotten really cheap today. This pair right here with the Pittsburgh brand name on it is available at Harbor Freight for $17.99. But if you wait and watch this sell paper, you'll find where you can pick these up for about $10. And then it's a really good deal. So uh, keep your eye out for those digital calipers. Now, if you're a cheapskate and you want to get out without spending much money on your ham buddies, 
Well, you can get this right here, a set of helping hands. Everybody needs one of these, uh, especially if you do any soldering. This is a set I bought at Radio Shack years ago, and I don't remember how much they went for there. A couple of alligator clips, you can pivot them around, get them in any position you want, hold a wire, hold a connector, and they've got a little heft to them. Uh, the newer models have a magnifying glass that extends off of them as well. That's pretty handy. You can find these everywhere. As a matter of fact, you can find them at Harbor Freight. $4.99. But wait, if you're really a cheapskate, you can find these for $1.99 if you wait for them to go on sale. I've bought them at that price before. Now, those you find at Harbor Freight, they're going to be a little lighter weight. This uh, metal is, I don't know, they've shaved it down, made it smaller. It still works, but it's not going to hold anything super heavy. Now let's look at something that's really convenient. This is an Isotip Pro 50 butane soldering iron. Got a little reservoir here you just fill up with cigarette lighter butane. Soldering tip. You can also get a blowtorch tip for it. Uh, this goes for $25.95. A good price if you got one of these you really enjoyed because that tip will heat up in about 20 seconds there and you're ready to solder. Step it up a notch. Isotip has two other models. Here's another one here, a new one that they've just released. This is the Isotip Solder Pro 90. Uh, this one's a little bit larger. It works pretty well though. It's got a built-in igniter so you don't need a flint or a cigarette lighter to light it with. Heats up just as quick as the other. Uh, gives you a great tool for soldering there, particularly where you don't have access to electricity. It also comes in a handy carrying case here, and you've got several tips to choose from. You've got a heat gun tip. Uh, if you put no tip in it, it works as a blowtorch. You've also got a hot knife and a soldering tip comes with a little bit of solder and a sponge to clean the tip off with as well all in all uh, you know that's my holiday selection there's a lot of good tools that you could give your hand buddies there but you know you might just want to keep them for yourself i like the uh the little butane soldering iron mm -hmm. i used to have one of those and it got to where it, the fuel would leak out of it but i've had it for years and years yeah. I almost bought another one. I started to order it, but I ran across the deal at a ham fest on a DC-powered soldering iron. So I'd clip mm -hmm. it. Usually I'd use it in my car for working on coax or whatever. Yeah. But I can clip that one up to the battery. Cool. It's pretty cool. But there's some great gift ideas in there. Yeah, that's just some things, uh, you know, some of them I've had for a while. Some of them I ran across recently and thought they were a good deal. Uh, some is cheap tools, but... You know, for the price there. So when those helping hands out. go on sale for $1.99, I just need to order a case of them. <laughs> for all your ham buddies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, uh, Emil. Jo Is it too George, much? George, I, I was overwhelmed, George. Absolutely <laughs> overwhelmed with that segment. I mean, I, I, the chat room was going wild. I couldn't take, if there was going to be one more iteration of the word cheap in there, I would have just fell over and dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... You know, it was an opportunistic uh, uh, time there, so 
I, I took every opportunity I had. You did. <laughs> well, now we can't say that email always gets out cheap. Although, I don't know, Tommy. We better check oh, the date on this. what's in the box here. He, <coughs> we got a package here in... Oh, um, you got it. Oh, and he shipped it by FedEx. Well, no, he didn't. Wow, big big spender. <laughs> Alan Elmer shipped it to us. Yes, the owner of the company. Cool. Oh, we got a got a note in there. Oh, what is that? What does it say? Well, George and Tommy from foreign correspondent K KQR. Thanks for what you do. Hmm. Merry Christmas. Elmer's, <laughs> how do you pronounce that? Cheese wheeze? Cheese wheeze? Cheese That's the, from the big cheesy. Nolans. <laughs> Nolans. Oh, there's, uh, Tommy, there's several different varieties in here. Mike, Mike and Peter inspired me, guys, so sorry I took so long to catch up with you guys, but I laid it on them. Well, let's see. We got. Uh, hey, it's transparent. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Look. Oh, that's cool. That's low on this calories. Like a Mardi Gras. There's wow. hardly any calories in that at all. Well, Tommy, if you hold the box really low to the ground when you eat them, that's the only way it's going to be low in calories. <laughs> green onion, cheese wheeze, cheese curl. That's a three package. Green onion, awesome. What else have we got there? Kind of stuff in here. I'm going to try oh, any flavor uh, tonight. It's the Greek onions. See. Oh, there it is. Hot, Hot and spicy. spicy. That sounds good. Mm. Green onions for sure, guys. Green onions, you say. That is a bunch of original cheese. Have, uh, Emil, do they have squirrel flavor? No squirrel <laughs> flavor, Peter, yet. Thank you, thank you, Emil, for yeah. uh, no the no squirrel flavor parts too. <laughs> we got some yellow ones there. Oh, barbecue! Here, here. Oh, there's the, more flavors in there than yeah. There's all kinds of stuff in here, man. Oh, that's awesome! Their, that's their gift pack that they uh, you could you could get from them direct to Elmer's company. Uh, jalapeno. I, I, I noticed there's like a mouse on the front. It's not made of mice, is it? Um, I'm not sure, but whatever it is. I'm like, wow, Bar that's barbecue. Did we already do that? Yeah, we saw barbecue. Yeah. There's a bunch of them in there. Well, it is. Hot and spicy. One, two, three, four, Green onions. Five. Yeah, I think that was one of each, but that's okay. like, there's, well, you can see there's a ton of them in there. <laughs> All right. Well, take that's it awesome. Thanks, Emil. All right. Well, let's start out. Let's try them out with the originals here. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if the, I'm telling you the green I'm going, onions. I'm going for the it. jalapeno. Are you? Yeah. Uh, at least I in Mississippi. Hold on, I got to get the backup. Oh, no, uh, Peter, it's out of Wally, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Absolutely not, as we call it. Mm -hmm. That's good. That, yeah. Well, that smells like, like jalapeno. Cheetos. It's um. Try, try no, the I don't do jalapenos. Oh man! I'll watch you. It's the not green strong. onions are so addictive; it's pathetic. This I is, never thought I would say that, but they are. This is good. Wow! So is that? 
I feel funny sitting here eating and then here. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Pretty well done. Yeah. It's hot? It's a little bit hot. Oh man. <laughs> uh today's episode sponsored by Coke. <laughs> oh, what did you show us and earlier, cheese, please? All right. What, uh, well, oh, 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 yeah. This hot and spicy. Oh, you must. Yeah, sure. You must. You must. Yeah. Oh, not a bad drop. And Mike's over there eating moose. <laughs> Jerky or burgers? Actually, actually, he looks more like a koala with antlers. <laughs> this is true. Yes. That's that's good too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is hot. No, nah, it's not hot. Give it a minute. Nah, I'm impervious. Good stuff. And well, oh. the word they make these down here, Wayne Emil. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's right here, no, no. We're not going to throw these away, but we're going to sample. No, heck no, we're not throwing them away. <laughs> barbecue. Oh, can't go wrong with barbecue on anything. Can't get hold of it. There we go. Yeah, they're not. It's not really. Uh, I can't really taste it. <laughs> Hot and spicy. <laughs> yeah, once you go there, you got to clear the palate with something. Mm. Vegemite, maybe. I was going to try to bring up John's uh, <clears throat> box, but I couldn't find it on Google Plus. I saw he shared it. All right, so we got one more here we haven't tried. Green onions. You know, yes, green onions are the reason for the season. We save the best for last. You know, I've never tried them with uh, butane soldering toasted. That might work. I think they're good, but it's kind of hard to tell after the hot and spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a few days yeah, until it uh, clears off. <laughs> yeah. That's good, but I think the uh, the hot and spicy ones and the jalapeno ones are my probably the, my favorite. All right. You go for the spicy. Okay. My daughter is in the spicy. These, are, these are like Funyuns. Uh, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. They're growing on me. You know, we should have checked the date on these things. These came from email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cheap old man got a deal on them. (laughs) Yeah, I got a great deal on those. (laughs) Boy, it's a great email. Warehouse fire or, uh, you know, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) These These are really good. In the chat room, Aaron says he's bet something something doesn't go good with barbecue sauce. He's just not sure what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Because pretty much everything I found so far goes good with barbecue sauce. Well, let's, you haven't found it. You realize what's going to happen now, don't you? These food items are just going to get more and more bizarre because as Emil and Peter and I try to OD each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to send some Atlantic cod tongue down to you guys. Some what? Right. Still trying to figure out how I can get some Atlantic cod tongue down to you guys. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's going to be right, tough. Right. 
Mike, Peter, what we, what we have to do is get together and host a chopped episode of Amateur Logic. Chopped. <laughs> yeah, we chopped the coax. Oh. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to see if I can buy some Dixie Dick Dumps and send them over. That will be good, good man. Have the, what, 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 I haven't had supper yet either, so they're extra good. You know, can't, can't forget about Jocelyn either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I still think I've got some permanent damage to my tongue from those chips. Those chips that he's oh, those chips are good. All right. All right. Thanks we, again, uh, Emil. Those yeah. are awesome. Yeah, All we right. almost stopped the show right there because as soon as okay. we're through here tonight, supper time. Yeah, we got six bag of chips to eat or <laughs> seaweed to eat. Okay, well, we've got uh, some things to give away here, Tommy. Awesome. You know, last last show we promised that, well, we've got some things here collected in the shack. Six partial bags of chips? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, no, that's not it. No, we ain't giving that good stuff. We've got a few items here, though, that just kind of collected up. So we're going to bring it all up at one time? Yeah, might as well. Okay. We'll talk about them as we get to them. But just some things that, you know, have kind of piled up around the shack here. And we thought, hey, these these would make nice Christmas gifts for someone. I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's see what we got here. What we did is... We just uh, set up an email address, Christmas2016 at AmateurLogic.tv, and uh, told people to just, you know, send in their uh, name and address or whatever, and we're just going to do a random drawing here. So I pulled up the emails, and we're going to use a random number generator here. It's a good Since question. it takes the most space, let's give away the lab coat first, <clears throat> so we can get some more room off the table here. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. This is an authentic Amateur Logic lab coat from Dayton 2015 when uh, we did the show from the, the first show from the ICOM booth. Yep. It's uh, ICOM America and uh, Amateur Logic lab coat. You've got clearance, Clarence. <laughs> That's your vector, Victor. <laughs> Over under. And it may never look quite the same after I finish folding it up. Who's the lucky victim? I mean, winner. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to determine here. Well, it looks like it is uh, mail delivery system failure. <laughs> well, they're not going to win, I can tell you right now. Yeah? We, we won't be sending it to them. I guess the return mail must not have been valid. Must not have been. There we go. Okay, the first one here is, uh, and we didn't require that you be a ham to, to enter in this. You know, it's anybody who wanted to. So uh, I think the first one here is uh, maybe not a ham, and that's that's fine. It is from Joe Yotis. And he says, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm still studying for my ticket but plan on getting it before January 2017. We'll see what happens. I've been watching Amateur Logic TV and Ham College 
for about eight months and want to extend my gratitude for all the effort you put into supporting amateur radio. You all have been an inspiration for me to go ahead and take the test. I'm using my work address for a mailing address because someone is always there to receive packages unlike my home address. I guess uh, that you can say that uh, work is my home away from home. Yeah, right. He said that. And uh, Joe is in Connecticut. Cool. Well, he'll need to wear this lab coat because it's probably (laughs) cold up there. It it could be. Tommy, somebody in the chat room wants to know if you uh, have Chiwi's hands now on the lab coat. (laughs) 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 That's it. It's signed. Big yellow handprint right there in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's got Tommy's DNA on. You can make your own Tommy Martin. (laughs) (laughs) And then get him, the clone, to sing the theme song. That's it. Okay, let's uh, let's choose another <clears throat> one here. All right, what we're we gonna give away this time? Well, let me see. How about uh, some tape? Amateur Logic Crime Scene o- official Crime I- Scene tape. Icom America and Amateur Logic Crime Scene tape. You may have your own crime scene. You need uh, to tape off direct from Dayton Hamvention. Yeah. We only got about 15 more rolls of this stuff to no, go. No, it's not that many. <laughs> Actually, how many do we have left? We've After this one, we've got two left. Okay. How many feet is that? 500 feet. Get your own 500. There we go. Oh, there we go. Give them the, the close-up view. Yep, Amateur Logic and Icon America crime scene tape. There you go. Now okay. I got the glare off of it. What would the cheap old man make with that? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think the last time I discussed that tape, it was wherever the filming of Amateur Logic TV is happening, it needs to be wrapped in crime tape in general. <laughs> Could be considered a crime scene. Uh, at some weeks. Yeah. I'm hiding behind the thing again there. Okay, we've got a winner for that, Tommy. All right. And it's going to be uh, Jim Grover. And he didn't put his call sign on here, but that's okay. He says, I'm an amateur extra, volunteer examiner, and ham instructor. Sounds like a, awesome. Sounds like our kind of guy. Yeah. I really enjoy the four musketeers of amateur logic. For the price of four, you got five tonight. <laughs> and a roll of crime scene tape. And a roll of crime scene tape. So enjoy. Yeah, we'll be getting. You have to supply your own crime, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Or you, could, or you could just have a showing of amateur logic. There you go. Crime part's optional. We... <laughs> Somebody said their cats would love it. <laughs> their cats, yeah. I love chewing it. All right, Tommy, what do we want to give away <clears throat> next year? Uh, how about this clock? Okay. <clears throat> MFJ LED digital alarm clock. Oops. It's about time you gave that away. <laughs> it is about time. Uh, that is a nice clock. Uh, You'll never be late. And it's, it's giant. It, giant. it only displays 12 away. <laughs> it, it's the time's right twice a day. And actually, you know, the cheap old man would have a clock like that. It would only display one time. Man, I can't put batteries in something over and over. That's like... Totally yeah. against the rules. Yeah, this one runs off electricity, Mill. Oh, okay. Uh, but it does have. It'd be it, too cheap to plug it in. 
Yeah, you know how much that faster that meteor meter will spin. Yeah, but it's it's got a place for a battery backup, but we're sure you wouldn't put that in there. No, so oh, it'll absolutely. be flashing most of the time. Let's see. I 12, think there's. Oh wait, pretty sure the I put it back in there. the wrapper. Can't remember. <laughs> but anyway, you'll be on time twice a day. No problem. <laughs> okay, and our winner is going to be Ty Trippy or Trimpy. T R I M P E Y. And it's K seven W T. And he says, Hello, Tommy, George, Peter, and Emil. My name is Ty. I've only been a ham for about a year. Your shows along with your many other web resources were very helpful in getting my license and I continue to enjoy them and learn. This email is my Christmas twenty sixteen drawing entry. And uh, a lucky entry it was. Too. You'll uh, never have excuse to be late again. Yep. And he's in Oregon, uh, Grants Pass, Oregon. He says, keep up the great work, and thanks again. Awesome. And thank you. Thanks, all of you guys, for watching. Yeah. Okay. K2BAG says that's alarming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. The email was too cheap to put the battery in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's next? The uh, MFJ Radio Controlled 12 24 hour dual. Well, let's save that for last. Okay, save that for last. And how about a nice Heil Sound ball cap? And we didn't even announce this one here. This is uh, is an authentic Heil ball cap. And it's like, uh, it doesn't have the band in the back, so. It stretches to fit. Stretches some. Even the biggest heads. Large to extra large. That should cover most people. Yeah. Big load. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice cap. I've got one of these. I like it. I wear it. I'm not much of a ball cap wearer, but it's my favorite one. Okay. So, uh, got another number here. Eric Toll, WJ4ET. And he says, Merry Christmas, guys. Enjoying the show in North Carolina. And I think he's from North Carolina. It's a good clue. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, Eric, we'll be sending you this Howl yep. Sound ball cap here. Got the authentic sticker on here. It, it fits still your, does. It fits your life. Yeah, it's a new. It's not used. Yeah, it's not used. Unless you want me to put it on real quick before I send it off. I figure you'd probably rather it didn't. Yeah. Chee-wee's hands handled. Yep. Got cheese thumbprint right there on the bib. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy. So we've, we've got some more clothing apparel there, right? We do. We have an Icom ensemble here. Uh, Icom ball cap and an Icom... Ham Crew T-shirt, like we give away on Ham College every time, every month. Okay. So somebody's going to get the set. Yep. Um, you'll have to let us get send us back your size information. Don Mallison from Fort Dodge, Iowa, N0APC, and he says hi, guys. 
And that that's all he really needed to say. That's, that says it all. Yeah. What was the last name again? M-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. All right, congratulations, Don. You're going to win the combination ICOM Ham Crew t-shirt and uh, ICOM hat. I hope to see you at the Ham Fest with it on. Yep. A Ham Fest somewhere. <laughs> Down to the clock. I guess that's the final item there. That's the so. final item. Nice MFJ, 24-hour or 12 or 24-hour clock, uh, automatically set by WWV. Transparent. It's transparent. It's got its own Christmas <laughs> lights. You have to supply your own LCD display. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a clock case. <laughs> okay. Um... Always accurate. Always accurate. Well, maybe we should just say never inaccurate. <laughs> you can but. say that if you want to. <laughs> okay. And uh, no, it, it it doesn't come with batteries, Emil. Okay. My but kind of clock. It's a very nice clock. It's um, radio controlled. It's It's a dual display. You can put your local time UTC in it as well. It does 12 or 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Built-in 10-minute ID timer. Yeah. Really, really sweet clock. And this one sets sets the time from uh, over there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. All right. And uh, this... Say again, email? I was going to say live from Boulder, Colorado. Yep. <laughs> yep. WWE. Okay, this one's going to Michael Middleton, KF5MYQ. And he's from Michigan. He says, best regards. MYQ. MYQ. All right, best regards to you, Michael. Um, We'll be getting in contact with you and uh, getting this right out. And, uh, Tommy, I guess uh, that's all we've got to give away this time around, huh? No. I've got a mouse. No. I've got a mouse here. That, that's my mouse. And I've got uh, <laughs> the TV sign, iClass case, and there's a remote control to something right here, so we can still <laughs> keep going. And a pen. And a pen. We've got a nice pen, slightly used, but it's a the, good one. The AmateurLogic.tv <laughs> sign is right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're talking about the sign here. Well, Jim's engraving made this fine sign for us. Yeah, that, that sign's great. I've I've talked with Jim uh, just in oh in the last couple of weeks. He's going to be sending us a new sign with the new logo on it. Oh, right. oh yeah. great! That's awesome. Oh, and he's also so you could give that away. We could give away this part. <laughs> oh, he's going to send he's going to send the mirror part. Yeah, and only a cheap old man would give somebody else's stuff away. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one actually has got my call sign and name on it, so I'm not sure that everybody would want it. Look at that. Man, but that George is slick. For all these years, and you never knew till just then. We did not. I did not know. He's, he's sending us a new one with the uh, new font for the logo, so we won't be using Comic Sans anymore for the logo. There'll be some people that are glad to see it go away. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he's also sending us one for Ham College. 
We don't get much hate mail, but uh, probably that some of the worst mail we've ever got is <laughs> yeah. about that font. Well, we were using the Comic uh-huh. Sans for the, for the logo. Okay, well, I think this is pretty much wrapping it up for tonight. Um, and we've been going for a little better than two hours now, so this will be wow. maybe our longest episode to date. It's, it'll probably be Christmas by the time we get finished shooting this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, you know, we're using the new uh, rendering process now, so at least it won't be so big you can't download it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, uh, you got big plans for Christmas? Yeah, I'm not sure what they are yet, but yeah. but I'm bound to. Yeah. My son and I are actually going over to the UK. You for are? Christmas. Yeah, we're going to leave mm-hmm. on uh, Christmas afternoon, actually, and uh, we'll be there for up until New Year's Eve. You're going to have tea and strumpets? Tea and strumpets, yeah. <laughs> By the way, somebody, it's grumpets. It's really crumpets. Yeah, I know it is. But don't dumb and dumber, they call, yeah. he calls it scrumpets, so I just yeah. kind of hung with that. I called it strumpets, and somebody sent me the uh, definition of strumpets, and it was not what we thought it was. It's not good. It was not what we thought it was. <laughs> so, um, what are you, so you're going... Going to the UK. Yeah, we're going to fly into London, spend several days there, and then take a train over to Paris. It's been one just one day there in Paris, just just to say we went. Wow. I think so. Anyway, it should be kind of fun. Well, I'm I'm going to be um, here. My son and his family will be coming in uh, from Texas, and I'm taking off that week. So taking off. Well. Not like does the transmitter like does the transmitter know? Uh, don't nobody tell the transmitter, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully it won't call. That, you know, that's one of the hazards of the yeah, job. No, I understand. We have the same problem. Anyway, looking forward so. to you know a few days off and um, having a fun Christmas with the family. Peter, what what's going on down under? What it, I, I I guess it's going to be hot, huh? It will be hot, probably will be hot. Uh, the immediate plans are I'm just waiting on my balloon transmitter to arrive from the U.S., and uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll, I'll go fly. Cool. Well, Emil, what about you? What? Um, well, what are you I, I, think, I think I'm going to team up with uh, Repo Clause and start to get proactive on checking the naughty list because that's uh, some pretty good materials coming out of there. That's a lot of savings. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, well, Mike, what about in the Great White North? Well, I hope to get some of these. I, I, uh, I start projects, and I won't tell you what this is, but you can probably guess by the enclosure what, it, what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. working on this, collecting bits for, oh, probably about a year. And it's high time I get some of these projects done. So I uh, started to document uh, my my progress on that. So hopefully they, they might turn into a video. Cool, um, cool. awesome, cool. You, it looks it, like uh, you have the right parts there too. I'm sorry. It looks like you have the right parts there too. Most of them. I hope so. I'll find yeah. out. Some of the uh, one of the things I'll just very quickly. Uh, one of the hardest things I hired I had finding was the uh, Teflon tubing that yeah. goes over top of this uh, 14 gauge copper wire 
I, I actually it, I ordered it off of eBay and I couldn't find any local sources, so it ended up coming from China of all places. So wow. um, everything else was was pretty much local, thankfully. But uh, yeah, I was gathering of uh, of the parts, and then I won't get into a lot of detail here, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting information uh, about mm-hmm. uh, this particular project, and. You read so many articles, and you kind of have to disseminate and decide for yourself. Okay, is this is this accurate? Yeah. <laughs> and you and you kind of average them all out until you you arrive at your own conclusion. And then uh, basically, what I'm going to do is the, I think I think this uh, is going to be a two parter. Uh, the one's going to be the build. The second part will be to actually see what it looks like when you hook it up to uh, to an analyzer. Um, yeah. And and uh, see what what uh, what it, what it is, what it is actually doing. But um, between that, like that's one of maybe I don't know twenty projects that I've mm-hmm. gathered up. This is the other one too that uh, that bit X forty well, uh, that I I it, need to get caught up with John. He's he's way ahead of me already. So do you um, have um, do you have the torch that goes with that board, Mike? Well, <laughs> uh, thankfully, I don't have to solder anything on that board. But uh, I'll need the torch for the other project that I just showed you. Hey, is that, is that, does that uh, board take any special equipment? No, they actually, like I said, they give you everything. The only thing that you need to supply is, um, uh, strangely enough, they give you the uh, tuning pots and the volume pot, but they don't give you any knobs for that. Um, so I had to uh, round up some 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 knobs and the enclosure, but everything else is is uh, comes with it. Um, all the interconnecting uh, connectors with the wires, uh, potentiometers. Uh, what else is in there? Oh, the BNC connector for the uh, for the RF output. You don't need antenna. anything for tuning it or alignment. Um, well, actually, you know what? Um, that brings up a good point because you know it it covers. Uh, a 175 kilohertz segment of the anywhere on the 40 meter band, but without some way of measuring where you are, whether that's another receiver or a frequency counter, you re- you really wouldn't know where where it's where you're tuning into. Um, so uh, I mentioned that there's a a pretty strong uh, active group on the Yahoo groups uh, for the BitX20, which you know is 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 covering all of the uh, BitX40. Uh, topics right now, but um, uh, there's a lot of mods, guys, that are hooking up uh, direct digital synth- synthesizers to it oh. uh, instead of using the, uh, the the VFO that's on board. Um, cool. Some guys are hooking up frequency uh, counters to them. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a hacker's delight actually, uh, and for forty five dollars, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, that oh, sounds like fun. <clears throat> that BitX forty project has been around for a while too. So. Yeah, I, I heard it, it started out in like 2003, and originally it was sold as a true kit. Uh, and then they, 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 they uh, uh, this is, I think, the third iteration or the third revision of it. And, of course, it's all pre-assembled, even the, even the toroids. And, and I have to be honest with you, I used to shy away from kits uh, that required uh, uh, winding your own uh, toroid transformers uh, because they seem to be a bit of a mystery to me. But... Um, um, they're all everything's done for you automatically, and uh, it's all like I said, uh, machine surface uh, mount components are all all installed. There's there's nothing to solder on here except for connecting up your external controls. Cool. Well, it sounds like you've got a 
a fun time lined up there for the holidays. I'm going to get back on my Arduino <clears throat> projects. Yeah. And, uh, try to knock the one out I've been working on. Right now, I'm designing a PC board because I need some other hardware to go go with it. So oh, cool. Um, you know, I don't know that I'll get that finished by Christmas, but I'll spend some time working on it. And it's 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 fun to build stuff. Yeah. You know, and experiment, and we encourage that. Yeah, I've got a kit someone sent. uh, I'm planning on doing here sometime pretty soon. Maybe I'll be home for the week before Christmas, so maybe I'll have a little time to tinker around with some of that. Cool. Well, we appreciate you being here with us tonight. We hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Christmas and Christmas. Yeah. And a Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) And whatever. And, yeah. Everything else, and hey, we're looking forward to another great year coming up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell them where you can watch Amateur Logic, Tommy. You can watch us, we're, we're everywhere. You can watch us on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. and then we've got uh, all the downloads, direct downloads. Mm-hmm. And you can watch us on Roku. Oh, yeah, the Roku. I, I don't know why I forget about that because I watch my Roku every day at home, I just don't yeah. usually watch the show on it. But, the, yeah, Roku is one of the more popular platforms that uh, we're viewed on. Mm-hmm. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. iTunes. And didn't you just add another TV service I, recently? I, it's not a TV service. The, uh, the Google Play stuff has a podcast section now, so the audio feed is on there. Okay. They're not supporting video yet. Okay. Uh, but when they do, we'll be on there for video as well. All right. Cool. Well... We appreciate everyone being here with us tonight. Uh, just a couple of things that we always mention at the end of the shows. Uh, if you didn't win some of the swag here, if you want your own, you can get uh, Amateur Logic and Ham College swag at amateurlogic.spreadshirt.com. Yep, uh, and that's... Make uh, some great Christmas gifts for your ham buddies as well. You should have had that yeah, in your segment. It's working now. There I you. should have had that in there. But, uh, well... You can't nice have everything. Bike. No, and they're and yeah. they're reasonably priced too. We don't really make anything to speak of off of them, it's, but uh, yeah, they're just because people wanted them, and so there they are. Come and get them. Yeah. And also, we uh, mention anytime we're streaming live, uh, you. Uh, what do we say? Use it your own risk, because we don't know what's going to happen. You know. Um. Well, that's pretty much everything we do. <laughs> yeah. But at least we have an opportunity to edit some out <laughs> and move it to the blooper section on yeah. the downloads. But uh, whenever we're live, you can join us on amateurlogic.tv slash chat. There's always a great group of folks in there having a lot of fun. Uh, we we appreciate them, too. And we try to join in, and every now and then we'll see what's going on in there. Uh, but every now and then we won't, so... There could have been a, a lot of fun stuff in there that we don't even know about tonight, guys. Yeah, it's been, we've been so busy, I haven't been able to pay much attention to it. I know Mike well, is usually right on top of that, but, uh, you know, we've kind of pulled him away from it tonight a little bit. Yeah, I see somebody asking if we're going to add Ham College VE shirts, and uh, that's VE. a good idea. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that once before, and I can it sort of slipped my mind. I'm going to mm. make a note of that and look into doing that. A Ham College uh Professor or Dean? Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Sure. Dean Martin. <laughs> yeah. Professor Thomas. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good idea. 
All right. Also, we want to mention about the social media. You know, we have a, a group on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash group slash amateurlogic.tv. We've also got a Google Plus group or a Google Plus community. Mike is real active in that. And I, I've noticed email hanging out in there a lot. Yeah. Uh, lately too. Yeah, it's actually been pretty busy over there. Yeah, there's there's some good comment in there, guys. Uh, some good content. Yeah, every once in a while you'll get some of Mike's uh, Photoshop you pictures will. in there. Yeah. Mike definitely keeps it interesting and moving. <laughs> yep, yep, he does. We we appreciate all you do with that, and and everyone else does too. Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter at Amateur Logic and at Ham College and at Ham College. We don't do a lot of posting on there, but if you uh, if you want to get notified about when we're going to shoot live, mm-hmm. we do definitely post that every time. So mm-hmm. it's a good way to get an alert if you want to catch the live stream. And if you want to know, hey, I saw you guys do this particular subject in one episode. What episode was it? Where can you find that information out? Well, you can go where I go, to the wiki, amateurlogic.tv forward slash wiki. And there you'll find the show notes for each episode. Our friend Dan in 9LVS does that. Absolutely. Uh, great service. Really appreciate him doing that. And he'll include a lot of the links that uh, we mentioned during the show, so you can find them yep. in there as well. So I think that probably, that rounds it up. The Marathon Christmas episode. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> going to be next Christmas. Yeah. We keep going. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, before we go, Tommy, any final words? No, just uh, be safe, and uh, if you go to Christmas parties, be careful. Don't drink and drive, Hmm. and uh, we will see you next year. Okay, sounds like a plan. Uh, Peter, any final words from down under? Yeah, I'll just echo Tommy's comments. uh, Don't drink and drive. uh, Take care on the roads, and uh, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next year. Sounds good. Email, what about from down south? Well, um, you know, don't forget to uh, not just to leave milk and cookies out for uh, Santa because Repo Claws will be shortly behind them. So leave out your old electronics, too. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and Mike, any final? Well, if you're traveling over a holiday, safe, uh, safe journey, and uh, uh, hope you have a Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, and uh, Hanukkah, and... I'm probably leaving out others as well. Yep. Yep. So Okay. Appreciate you guys being with us this year, and we will see you next year. Yep. 7-3, everyone. Thanks for being here, and um, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas, 73. 73. 73. Test one, two, three, four. Um, can can we disconnect from you temporarily and you possibly reboot or something and see if we can? Sure. Uh,
get a little better connection. Okay. We'll we won't do. do anything till you come back. Okay. Okay, he's gone now, guys. We can talk about it. Okay. Party time. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> For Julie. For Julie. I don't know. How do you say that in Cajun? Uh, in Cajun? Yeah. Well, I guess it would be fragile. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me. And you were talking about this little button over here. That's how you would access yeah, those, little, isn't it? Yeah, the little round one. This mm -hmm. this is uh, actually two functions. If you tap that thing, this actually allows you to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can't even have bloopers on this one. <laughs> 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 Where are you going to go on till I crack up? <laughs> This just came unplugged and hadn't been like that. <laughs> oh. Now we checked it earlier. I, I think I might have just did it when I was laughing. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was so serious. <laughs> I didn't realize what I'd said, man. Well, we gotta save this one for the next time. <laughs> Logic or something. <laughs> <laughs> you think we need to take a pause? <laughs> I'm crying over here. If you tap that thing. <laughs> If you tap that thing, okay. <laughs> if you tap that thing, <laughs> if you if you if you if you tap that thing, <laughs> if you if you if you tap that thing. <laughs>